Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey guys, this is Cheryl Burke and you're listening to the Hollywood Raw podcast and you're going to hear things all Burke in the game. My new podcast out now. Hey everybody, it's Tony Robbins. Hey guys, I'm Audrina Patrick. Hey, this is Adam Carolla. You're on the Hollywood Raw podcast. You're watching Hollywood Raw. You're listening to and watching Hollywood Raw. This is the Hollywood Raw podcast, hosted by entertainment veteran Dax Holt and street journalist Adam Glynn. The podcast humanizing Hollywood. From celebrities to media moguls, even paparazzi and bodyguards have come to break news, break their silence, or just have a great conversation on Hollywood Raw. If they're on Hollywood Raw, there's a reason. From page six to TMZ, Daily Mail, and People Magazine, everyone is talking about the Hollywood Raw podcast with Dax Holt and Adam Glenn. What's up, Dax? What up, buddy? How are you? Good. Excited for today's show. We got Cheryl Burke on the Hollywood Raw podcast. We've uh, we've had a busy few weeks. We've been in LA. You know, I'm you know, it's um, doing it from this. I'm yeah, we did. From- we we did a bunch of things. We did the Adam Carolla show. We did that Do You by Dumois podcast. I mean, we have just been juicy scoop. We've been juicy doing scoop. a lot of stuff. A lot of um, stuff coming up. Yeah. And this is also, you know, kind of adds to it. But uh, Cheryl Burke, huge star. I mean, if you remember Dancing with Stars, massive, massive show. It has been on for what over a decade, um, and I feel like she's just a household name. So I'm excited to talk to her. I think she's got some, you know, obviously really cool stories from being on TV for so long. And you know, at the end of the day, she also had a very public breakup recently with Matthew mm-hmm. Lawrence, and I hope that she's willing to talk about that a little bit. And she also has a new podcast coming out, uh, so we'll, we'll we'll dive into a little bit all of it with her. Well, hopefully, yeah. we'll see how much she's willing to talk about. It's gonna be there's a lot of stuff to get to with her before we get to her. Uh, we read your reviews live on air. You know, if you say if you say a few kind words and uh, five stars, we're gonna shout you out on air. It's kind of helps us out with the algorithm. I'm not gonna lie, it's the best thing to do to give us show us a little love and helps us out with the charts. Dax has a review ready for us. Dax, who are you shouting out today? I am shouting out. It says Bean eight three three six five stars. Love this podcast. Love your reporting style and how honest and raw you guys are. So Bean eight three three six. Thank you for taking the the time out of your life to give us a five-star and leave us a review on iTunes. It does mean a lot to us. So that's why we like to give this two seconds to you back and say thank you. With that said, let's let's get some shit out of Cheryl Burke. Tell us about our guest today. Our guest today is an actor, author, television host, podcaster, and a Dancing with the Stars legend. Welcome to the Hollywood Raw podcast, Cheryl Burke. Cheryl, thank you for coming on the podcast. Congratulations on your new podcast. I'm excited to hear you being real on it. And we're going to get into the podcast. We're going to get into everything. Um, I First of all, if you're listening to the podcast, we also have a video component. So I'm able to see you right now. And you have a pretty cool setup. You said you're in your living room, which is really nice. Where is yes. – tell me your street address, your home address. <laughs> exactly do you live in? Um, Hollywood Hills area by Runyon, kind of. Okay. 
That's a nice but, area. That's a, that's a pretty area. Everyone needs to stay the hell away, though. I was gonna say because if you're in Runyon, I mean, it's I like gotta... Fort Knox. It's Fort Knox up in this bitch. Let me tell you, like I've had my alarm people. They basically live with me. So I'm telling you, <laughs> don't you dare step foot onto this property or else. But is and it that annoying? Because you, I gotta imagine you've got people parking. Well, I'm not. I didn't say house. I was like next to Runyon. I wasn't like I'm not <laughs> next door. Their next door neighbor, like that. You know those people that like live there, and you're like, hey, I'm like, who wants to live there? Yeah, no, that's not me. <laughs> <laughs> bye 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 bye, bye. Canyon, yeah I, do, you, do you enjoy that area though because to me that is a beautiful area if you're gonna live in la that's where you want it's not live. ugly yeah that's for sure um i mean there's i've been here for 15 years i bought this house 15 years ago so um clearly i love it <laughs> that's, that's awesome i mean 15 years you've been i mean so 15 years ago is that how long dance with the stars has been on Longer because I longer the, sure in hell couldn't buy a house uh, when I started dancing with stars, that's for sure. Um, but I started in 2006. Wow, dang man, dang. yeah, money. I'm 95. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> do you do you run into a lot of celebrities in that area too? Because I feel like when I see paparazzi photos, there's a lot of celebs that go and run run in and hike up there i've seen kind of a little bit of everyone do you run into a lot of celebs yourself because i kind of feel you like know, you know everyone i don't i don't leave my i love my house this is how much i love my house i don't really leave i'm like literally uh here always um but not enough to where people should come here and try and knock on my door because something bad will happen if that happens no I'm kidding um I'm like leaving it all out in the open here but um I'm I'm I have I have fear of social groups I have social phobia so I prefer not to leave my house but when I do <laughs> I don't really run into celebrities really it's just me no. and my Frenchie no and if I do I'm like I have a hat on and I'm very just tunnel vision like focused I'm just wherever I'm going I'm gonna go and do it and then I'm gonna come back home Okay, well, that being said, when you're wearing a hat, how often do you get recognized out? Because doing Dancing with the Stars for so many seasons, <laughs> you you being like a household figure, you know what I'm saying? So even yeah. if you got a hat on, I got to imagine people are stopping you left and right. More than when I don't have a hat on. Isn't that weird? <laughs> it is. That is weird. It's, I do you think, think it's like that it's the like different it's evolutions of my haircut? I first started out with like really short hair. It just changes all the time, right? But like people know they go in on that face. They're like, "We, I know you. Wait, I know you. Are you my cousin?" I'm like, "Yep, I'm your cousin. <laughs> your long lost cousin." I just like let them get because I'm not like, "Oh, you know that girl from that sparkly show called Dancing with the Stars?" Yeah, no, I don't. I'm just I go with it. It's really funny actually. People think I'm either their sister or like their long lost cousin, as I said, or I'm that girl from Dancing with the Stars after what, they what, see my ID. I was gonna say, what is the weirdest one? Because I, I once got, were you my like substitute teacher in college? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so random, <laughs> random shit, yeah. Sorry, can I swear here? Yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, it's it, Airports are the r really interesting ones. You know, the worst is when they're like, you look so much smaller in person. I'm like, great, thanks. <laughs> that thing, is that, is that a compliment or is that like, do I look massive on television? Okay. Here's I, mean, a... I know it adds 10 pounds, but like, really? Have you ever been, did someone ever come up to you in the bathroom? Cause I had someone come up to me in a bathroom once well, and I was like, this <laughs> is not appropriate. Have you had that happen? Uh, well, again, like, you know, we actually have doors that shut. Um, but like, maybe as we wash hands, maybe, but lately with COVID, people are just freaking out in general. So like, I just, again, 
tunnel vision. Maybe I don't come across as very approachable, but that's for a reason. (laughs) (laughs) Anxiety. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you have social, did you have social anxiety before or is it after you became a celebrity? Because it's just, it's an awkwardness. You know, people see you and they're like, Hey, like I recognize you, but you don't like, sometimes people look at you and that's weirdness. Like they might recognize me and it's just an awkward encounter. Or did you always have social anxiety? Ever since I stopped drinking, right? So I'm an addict. And when I became sober three and a half years ago, I realized that it was an actual problem. Um, And maybe that was part of the reason why I drank a lot. Um, And, you know, the goal was never to be on television for me. It was just to be a starving dancer. I was living in Harlem before I moved here in 2006, thinking I was going to do one season. And then 25 seasons later, right, I'm still kicking um, with arthritis all over my body. But other than that, hey, grateful for the experience. Um, And it's been amazing. It's been an amazing journey. And I the social anxiety, I guess I'll never get used to paparazzi jumping out of my bushes, you know, like that's just not normal. Yeah. Yeah. How, but how, you're, also like, you're, you're in that area where it's just like, sometimes I guess if you're in a news story, they're going to kind of work on you, but also you're one of those people, especially on Runyon where there's people who just walk on Runyon and if by any I chance, don't live next to Runyon. I should have not said that. Like, not, <laughs> I'm like a few miles away. <laughs> Okay. Not even. I, I mean, you could walk your dog. You could. Okay. So, so you being, you know, ha, you being, I guess, famous, accessible in in regards to paparazzi knowing where you live. Have you ever had an issue with with stalkers or someone that is not leaving you alone? I hate to give the word stalker, but maybe someone who's my an dance overzealous no, fan. <laughs> and over, all twenty five of them. You're right. Or an overzealous fan or someone where, you know, it was kind of scary being in the public eye and what it has, you know, induced in people. I don't know that. I mean, I get letters uh, from jail cell number 65 uh, every day. It's a letter, mm-hmm. um, which I don't necessarily open. I've learned my lesson with that. Um, but yeah, it's I it is that to me and especially now newly divorced and um, living alone in a house where I wasn't living alone in for a few years. Again, I've been here for 15 years, so I've had so many different um, memories in this house. Uh, I have lived alone before, but there's something different now for some reason. Maybe it's because, I don't know, like I have, again, I've made this home now, Fort Knox. So it's like, there is a safety there because I've never had paparazzi Mm -hmm. until recently actually jump out of bushes and scare my housekeeper. just a few weeks ago. So that has never happened until um, all this stuff hit the fan, right? So. Yeah. I mean, you've been pretty open about your, you know, somewhat open. I guess you're going to get more open about this on your podcast and respect to new podcast because you're going to dive deep into, you know, your life and some of your fears, which I'm excited to hear about, you know, which is, I know it sounds crazy. I'm excited to hear about your fears, but I think. <laughs> it's cool you're yeah, it makes me open. feel better. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, So one thing, you know, we're talking about your life a lot and, you know, Dance with the Stars was such a big thing because before this, you were living in Harlem, you're a dancer, you know, and as a dancer, it's hard to, it's, it's gotta be a difficult job to make money. Then you get this crazy opportunity to go on national television and make some serious money. I mean, that's just the timing for you for when you came out was just, it just worked out the synergy of your age at the time, your look. I mean, it just... 
it's it's just crazy how it worked out. How did you get Dancing with the Stars? Well, okay, so I was, like you said, I was living on 136th and Adam Clayton. I can tell you that address because I'm don't think I'm ever going to go back there anytime <laughs> soon. Um, hey, there's nothing wrong with living in Harlem. It was fun. But um, I was at a dance competition. I just turned professional because there's different categories in the competitive ballroom world, right? You're preteen, junior, under 21, youth, amateur, then you're professional. And I turned professional at 21. I was dancing with um, my professional partner who is Dominican and a lot older than me at the time, or probably, I mean, still is, right? Like no one's getting younger here. But, um, and then I went to a dance competition with him. We competed. It was like our first or like our fifth competition together. And Louis Van Amstel, I don't know if you're like a solid like fan of like. Oh yeah, I remember him. Yeah, yeah. Stop it, really? Yes, of course. I always get like my grandma loves you, and she's watched you since 2006. But that's awesome. Okay, cool. So Louis Van Amstel, who's like the OG OG, you know, the ballroom community is very small. We all know each other, and um, they were wanting to recruit more dancers after season one, Um, and. Voila, you're looking at her. I was one of them. And I was a different human being. I remember recently actually watching my very first interview and I had no identity. Clearly I had a borderline English accent. Don't know where that came from. Didn't know like my favorite color and couldn't say a a sentence. Um, And I'm laughing now, but it's actually quite sad because like, you know, I come from child abuse, right? So I was sexually molested when I was a little girl. My parents are divorced. And I go into this crazy Olympic lifestyle type of um, sport and art called ballroom dancing. And I grew up way too fast. And with that, I really didn't know who I was. And I was easily like a chameleon. Like I just adapted. I just like would just be whoever anyone wanted me to be. And that was really hard going into something like Dancing with the Stars when they really want to know about you and then you don't know anything about yourself, especially when you're doing these interviews. And it was always, you know, it's a man's world in the competitive ballroom dance world still to this day. Um, it's very rare do uh, women, you know, at be asked their opinion. Like it's really the man leads, right? So it's like, it's kind of that mentality. Um, so I have definitely- Can, can I stop you? Because you know what's really yeah. interesting but that you say that? Because I know I know what you're saying, but it's funny because I feel like the only reason I would watch ballroom dancing is because the women make it so fun to watch and so entertaining. And I feel like the men, I I, I think all of it, I think that I look at the men as the accessory to the woman on the dance floor. And I feel that. It's it's just wait. Interesting. Is this on Dancing with the Stars? You see that, or do you have you seen I, a competition? No, I feel like in general, I feel mm. like in competitions in Dancing with the Stars. I feel like for like if a woman's out there dancing, I feel like men and women are going to watch. If it's just mm. men out there dancing, I feel like you're going to get half your audience. And I and <laughs> and it's not even to be sexist. I just think that there's uh you know the sexuality yeah, yeah, yeah. with women or yeah. It's, it's a more exciting show. And so it's, it's totally. funny that you look at it the opposite way. That's all. I just no, I don't look there. at it that way. I actually think you're right. I look at it the way you're saying that actually. And I find it fascinating. I've never done so many interviews, right? And no one's ever said that, but like, that's really cool. I'm just telling you the facts, right? Yeah. Like, cause that is what it is. Um, you know, it is the, you know, I've been coached my whole life and the philosophy with that is, the man makes the woman like just if you're talking about like the 
like if we were to analyze, right, the physics of how do you create speed, right, through your body and how do you create speed as a partnership and who's the stronger one and who's the masculine and feminine. And like, yes, it does like sometimes trade off, but to create the most power and speed and agility and um, like the detail you need to be a world champion, the man leads and the woman has to surrender to that because all leading is, is changing the woman's direction. If you really want to get analytical here, but like there is more power when you let that happen. But now, now I don't agree with the fact though, that when we're working through this process that I can't say anything about anything, right? Like obviously it's a team effort, but, um, it's like a cool version of cotillion. My mom put me into cotillion when I was younger <laughs> and it was interesting. I don't even know if that exists anymore, but you know, I did learn a lot in the process. Like you're very like body awareness is very important. Listening to your body. I think we all have that capability, but we never use it because here in society today, it's about no pain, no gain. And it's like, you get rewarded for stress and stress makes you stupid and stress will eventually kill you. And I think it's so interesting that, um, as a dancer, and I think a lot of dancers can relate, our body has its own language and it tells us so much if we were to really just listen to it. Yeah. So in, I don't even in, know how we got there, by the way. I know, I know. I'm like, we, we veered off. I mean, I enjoyed the conversation. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. We just <laughs> definitely veered off. My question for you, you know, when it comes to dancing with the stars and you're being paired up with these, these actors or celebrities or athletes, you know, are you are you just crossing your fingers you get someone good, someone talented? Because I got to imagine when they come in and they're like, Cheryl, here's so and so, and maybe they're go ahead, name like, one, name one, Wayne, Wayne Newton. Newton. Um, and then you know, and then the am next, I on your Google page right now? <laughs> nope. And then on the like the next season, they give you you know an Olympic superstar where you're like, okay, now we got a chance. You know, is that is that tough if you're not partnered with someone that you think is going to go all the way to the end? Let because me tell you there's something. a I actually prefer Wayne Newton over a lot of the better dance dancers because it's like an arranged marriage, right? Like if you don't get along, if the person you're with is a complete jerk, let's say, mm -hmm. sometimes, not naming anyone specific, but it really makes the job difficult, right? Because it is a team effort, right? And we're, you know, you come into the studio and you tell me you want to win. Well, shit, you better fasten your seatbelts, right? Like I'm not known to be the easiest teacher either. Um, but I definitely think that there has to be a mutual respect as just two human beings, because it is those people that have that, that actually form a bond and that you can't fake that, right? Like you can tell when someone has chemistry or when they don't. And it's also important. There's a fine line as well. Like we, for me, I'm a woman teaching a man how to dance and maybe sometimes they're tired of hearing me bark at them, which I get. But again, like when you build a friendship, it's a lot easier than when you're not, when you haven't. Who was who the one that you struggled with the most to like have that connection? And I don't mean that as a bad thing. I'm just, I am not hearing... going there. No, okay. No, I we I will get you... sued. Oh, really? No, I'm kidding. Oh, I don't know. I, I'm trying to assume we, we asked Sharna uh, a while back and I'm what did she say? I'm trying to remember who she was uh Antonio Brown. Yes, she oh, just said she just said, listen, we we just we didn't 
connect and it, it wasn't a bad thing she goes you know you you get some partners that you really hit it off with and others that yeah. you don't and it, it is what it is in the work look yeah. i mean i can say yes of course not everyone is going to be like my best friend at the end of the day but i've learned so much about myself through it all right like mm -hmm. wow it this if anything it's been one big life lesson on communication and um and what's triggering for me versus what's not triggering for me and what worked versus what didn't work as far as like the ending result goes. But again, like I've had, you know, wh who I loved the most, I can tell you is like Rob Kardashian. Surprisingly, I know people probably would be shocked to hear that, but no, I know love... I'm not shocked because he is one of the nicest guys out there. And I think he's just, yeah. he's misunderstood and he's shy and people turn that into a negative when it's not absolutely. he's just absolutely not his family he's absolutely. a different breed and i respect that and not only that i've noticed and also jack osborne like these people i like because i think they don't care about the cameras that are there right they're not self-conscious this is how they were raised whether it's normal or not is, is irrelevant it's the fact that they're not trying to put on another persona when it's like you sign up for dancing with the stars you need to really to get the most out of it is you have to be vulnerable and you have to be willing to be vulnerable um you can't control the outcome and god forbid you're never going to look cool ballroom dancing like if you try <laughs> to look cool shaking your tits off with like rhinestones and ruffles on your arms and spray tan and guy liner like it's just not happening like so that is out of the question so when you try to look cool, you actually look really not cool at all. It's quite the opposite. But when you exaggerate and make fun of us, that's what Rob did. And that's what he, that's what clicked. I was like, just make like you should have heard our actual communication going live on television. It was quite funny and um, maybe at times abusive. But it was like we were just talking shit because I knew when I can get him to laugh, like you can't beat authenticity, you know? Yeah. Who was the one that came in that you had one, I guess, perception of the person they came in and blew you away and i don't even mean on the dance floor i just jack osborne the i was like why am i with jack when i first found out i had jack i remember jack from like the mtv you know reality show that yep. i was like and i mind you most of my partners i have to google i lived a very sheltered life right so as a competitor <laughs> i was raised by a tiger mom who i love so dearly but I was not allowed to watch anything but one hour of television when I was a little girl, which was from 8 to 9 p.m. Wednesday nights, 902 the original version. Um, so that was it. And then um, say by the bell if I could sneak it in after school at 3.30. But other than that, it was, um, you know, Jack had that bad reputation of just like, oh, no, I didn't know he was sober either. So I was just like, oh, great. This guy's not going to he's not going to be able to dance, you know, whatever. But then, like, we are best friends to this day. Like, I love him so much. Have you – and this sounds crazy, but, you know, when I watch a show, the show is, like, it's so – when you dance, and this is credit to you guys, it seems so, like, flirt flirtatious when you guys dance. It's such a relationship. It's such a bond. Mm -hmm. You guys – it's sexy. You guys are dancing so close. Have, and don't dry humping, if you will. I mean, there's, essentially, there's dry humping. So my question is, and don't tell me the name, but have you danced with any of these people and they had an erection? <laughs> ah! <laughs> <laughs> I love how serious you're. If anyone is watching this, just the um, seriousness. I thought this would be like a Barbara Walters question. <laughs> but you just totally just, wow. That was um, um, none of your business. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I mean, I listen. Look, at the end of the day, it's like those sex scenes, like you know, those hot and heavy sex scenes you watch on in movies, right? Like that's our job. Can you imagine if we actually didn't do that? Like how crazy that would just be so boring. Like if we actually all of a sudden like say, you know, now we're on Disney Plus. Let's just God forbid they say no sexy dancing. Like I couldn't like there's no way, right? Like it's part <laughs> of the character. Obviously that's not the case. Um and by the way, I think it's awesome we're moving to Disney Plus, but um only Disney smiles like well, I couldn't do that. Like I like I couldn't do it, right? Um make sure you cover head to toe in your costumes. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, you're changing it around here. Um but you know, it it is what it is. I don't know. Would you get an erection? Like that is the weirdest question. I mean, I mean it's weird. Like, but you're not, I mean, I mean rubbing and crotch rubbing. I feel like sometimes you're just I mean, when you rub your crotch up against somebody, do you get an erection? I mean, wonders how long I'm rubbing it for. I mean, there's there's and a lot of variables trying, in here. But you know what's not hot when we do this is when I'm barking at them and I'm like First of all, I don't even touch my partner for the first few days when they're learning to dance. So there's no need to dry hump until it's lights, camera, action. They have to learn. The, sorry, I'm drinking like coconut water. Hopefully, are you sponsored? Oh, um, we're not, but maybe we okay. can be. Hold that up again. Uh, <laughs> or maybe sponsor Burke in the game, please. Thank you. Um, you know, it's not fun. It's actually quite taxing. It's seven days a week. It's not fun, meaning like it's not fun until you actually are Oh wow, I've accomplished so much, which it's mm -hmm. the same roller coaster ride of emotions for a week because it's like we go live Monday, you're so happy, you're like, okay, but nervous as shit because you're like, oh my God, what if I mess up? Oh my God, my mind's playing tricks on me. And then Tuesday, if you make it, you're so happy for that one second, then you're like, fuck, what am I going to do tomorrow? Oh my God, I have to do a rumba, I have to teach this person how to samba. And it's like, it's a constant um, emotional roller coaster. And I'm in constant fight, flight, or freeze. It's like, but it's it's so rewarding when you do make it, right? Like, it's like with Cody, you know, we went through a lot last season. We both got COVID. I was a set director here and a prop for, a prop person and a sound. Like, literally, they dropped their equipment off in my driveway. No one dared to come near me when I had COVID during the show. And I had to tape lights up here in this living room, do my own makeup, and just try and do a jazz routine which is not what i do i dance with somebody i don't do solo dancing um but it was it's just interesting because it's like there's so much that goes behind the scenes and for that one like 90 second clip of us dry humping everyone thinks we're in love which is great that means we're doing our job that that being said because the media will sculpt these narratives around the mm. couples on the show and make it oh they're they're in love is it hard for everyone else's partner in real life and that the husbands for the sure. wives I, the girlfriends absolutely. Is it, and, and is it just because you're constantly I'm sure. hearing i mean i would be i would be disturbed absolutely but i think it's also my job too when like for instance like emmett smith you know he's another one of my really good friends forever um we won back in season three and then danced again for all stars, you know, it's important when they do have um, their other half there. It's like, I don't want it to be awkward. Like it's important that they're also a part of the team. And I try my very best to be as transparent as possible with that from the beginning. Cause that's the worst feeling in the world. Like I couldn't, I don't, I don't even know if I would have the strength, you know, to be in that position. Right. So mm -hmm. Interesting. Yeah, no, it's uh, I, I understand that it's actually credit to you. Uh, I mean, that's 
like saying like, Hey, bring your spouse. I don't want there to be all totally. And you get the, the, the better sort of, um, you know, you get a better, they just, they perform better. Did this, yes. did, with your last relationship, did any of, how was he with you dancing with other people? Did he understand that's your job, that there's not like a personal, I mean, listen, Cody's gay. So, you know, he knows you're not his type. But how do you know? Guys, what if I converted him? <laughs> that's a fun game. <laughs> Let's see. It's a fun game. Yeah. <laughs> did that ever play a role in your last relationship? You know, my ex, he is an actor, right? So like this, is not anything new. I, it's not like I was married to um, an insurance guy. Like there's nothing wrong with that, by the way. But like, you know, he understands it. What was taxing, I think, for the both of us and not just that one person is the schedule. It's, um, and, and how I tend to, I'm either all or nothing. I'm an addict. Hello, my name is Cheryl and I'm an alcoholic. And for this reason, that it's either all or nothing. Like I, um, it's seven days a week and my, I am consumed by the show. Um, and that's just who I am. And it is not, it's not easy. I'm not going to say that he didn't have an issue or that we didn't um, because it's long hours, like 18 hour days. Sometimes most of the mm -hmm. time it's like a light day, you know, and it's seven days a week. We can't go live if it's not. So um, it sucks, but it's only for a short time. We used to do two seasons a year, but now I only do one. Um, I don't go on tour with them afterwards. Um, because I'm no young spring chicken like I used to be. Can't be sleeping in those bunks right now with my arthritis all over my body. But um, no, that's not just the reason. But I do believe that I know that for me, I can't half-ass anything. And I think it was made very clear, and it will be made very clear if I ever choose to date again, which right now is a no. <laughs> yeah. no not ready. Wait. You know, we obviously said you mentioned your ex, Matthew Lawrence, and you guys had a, a pretty public breakup. How are you doing? Like, how are how's Cheryl? Well, I have my ups and downs and I have maybe more downs than ups. Um, I am trying to adjust to the new normal for me and in feel my feelings for the first time because I'm a professional number and I can easily numb whether that even be through productivity or um, obviously I'm sober so that alcohol is just non it's just not in my life and that's okay but like to say that I haven't thought about it would be a lie to start drinking again um, but I was never the type of drinker to like the taste it was more for the effect right and um, I tend to now just start a million different pro like projects and then become overwhelmed and stressed and then have like all this shame and guilt. And then, and then now I'm trying to make a conscious effort to actually just be okay to sit in it for um, uh, however long I can really, because I just know for a fact that it will build up, right. It'll build up into something more serious and um, I need to get better before I, I can't expect a better, person in my life not even better but like a more you know whatever it is right until I make the effort to change myself so mm -hmm. um I do have a lot of self-discovery to do which is why I wanted to do the podcast how do you how do you you know I I say you hear you said you know you keep yourself busy but how do you how do you stay sober do you have a a, a big group of people around you that are keeping you accountable do you have like your sponsors, like that's how I think like 
do you surround yourself at this point in your life to make sure you stay on the track you want to be on? I do have a sponsor. Um, but there is, I just know, I don't know if this is the athlete in me, but I've put myself into that situation where like, okay, so what happens, Cheryl, if you do drink again, I think I would fall down this rabbit hole of so much shame and regret. Cause I've gone three and a half years. That's a long time. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a part of me that's like, imagine fucking that up. And I think that I'd be scared for my life because if I, if I just had a drink, it wouldn't be just a drink. It would be like, might as well. I already messed it up. Like God knows where that's going to take me, you know? And there's a sense of pride for my sobriety. And I actually, I, I couldn't even imagine doing that at the moment because I feel like it's one day at a time and it took a lot of effort for me to stay sober for this long. I couldn't do it. It's just not even, it's not negotiable, you know? Do you celebrate your actual birthday now moving forward or do you only celebrate your favorite birthday? No, I, I just, my birthday was like two days ago. So I, I, I'm still, still celebrating. I have people in my family that they only now kind of like, focus on their sober birthday, which I just think yeah. is really cool. No, Yeah, no, I think I, I celebrate it twice a year, I guess, right? So Yeah, no, yeah. I, I think that's awesome. I think, you know, yeah. that's huge. Three and a half years is, honestly, it's just the beginning. You got the whole rest of your life. And so... Well, let's uh, not go one day at a time. That's a very I, overwhelming. I, I know it's overwhelming. I just, I... That's no, awesome. I, I think what Thank you're doing you. is awesome. So Thank you. Is it frustrating when people come up to you because now you're single? People are like, oh, so when you start dating again, it's like, whoa, relax a little bit. Is that all the people in my home when I'm here? Because remember, I don't leave that much. So <laughs> my dog. Yeah. No kidding. Um, yes. No, there are. I think. I don't know. No, they haven't really done that, actually. I think I probably will get more of like, oh, my cousin's single, like on the podcast. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> my cousin from like. Cincinnati. I love Cincinnati, by the way. Do you do you see yourself as being a person that would get married again? Or do you feel like you're like, nope, I, I'm not into that? No, I totally would. Yeah. Yeah, I totally would. I mean, I can't live in the fear, right? I can't live in like, uh, I already did that once. And no, but like, I think throughout this process, whether it is painful or not, I mean, it is for me, but I've also learned so much about myself. Um, and, and, to take accountability, right? Like, cause I, at the end of the day, I can only change me. So, um, it's more of not so much a failure. It's more of like, okay, what did I learn from that moment in my life to, and what can I do better to just be the best version of me, you know, moving forward. And, um, it's not easy. I mean, I don't naturally think like that. I'm not like some motivational, like guru that like can switch her brain all of a sudden, but like with all the work I've been doing on myself and therapy and my own personal work, it's just, you have to take accountability in the steps. You have to take accountability. Yeah. How, but you don't go out. So how, how do you expect a guy? To, how are you supposed to, how are you going to meet a guy? Hence why you think I'm doing this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. If I was like, uh, yeah, let's do dating apps and swipe left and right, right, whatever the hell it is. It's like, the thing is, is that if I didn't do this podcast, I would be single until the day I died because yeah. I don't go out. And this is forcing me to go out. It's forcing my listeners and it's forcing me to um, have to just surrender. It's the surrender experiment. This is so. 
Do you do you get hit up in your DMs a lot by people just wanting to meet you? I know it sounds funny, but that's really the way that a lot of people. I you know I don't are... even I don't even look at Instagram. No, it's bad for my mental health. I really I actually I take off the app during the season because it's really bad for my mental health. It's a and trigger. is that just because people are are rude and mean, or like why 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 is that a well? Is that I also bad for mental health. It's bad because they'll say stuff that will be triggering. Let's say like mm. I suffer from body dysmorphia. So they'll say something about like, maybe you look fat in that dress. It will ruin my day. It, 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 that one comment, even though like say a thousand were positive, which most of the time they are, but that one comment will mess with my mood and my behavior, my performance. And like, hopefully one day I will get to the point where it won't, right? But I just have to be real with myself and just try to eliminate whatever that is out of my life. So interesting because people always talk about the perks of being a celebrity. Oh, and they're you it's rarely, not that glamorous. No, but you rarely like hear the the other side. And I want to say the other side is some of the the silent things that go on at home by yourself when you are looking at Twitter, or you're looking at Instagram and just people are fucking mean, man. They are mean online. And it's, it's funny a, because well, yeah, bullies, man. It's a real thing. The second you respond to them, they disappear. I, I like totally. someone yeah. wrote something this morning on our Instagram page and I responded and suddenly all 15 other comments were deleted. I'm like, yeah, because you got called out. Um, that's really I love blocking people though when I do run into those. <laughs> it gives blocker. me such pleasure in life, yes. Because <laughs> I if I can't comment back because I will actually comment and it'll be like a monologue and I'll be like, oh God, here she goes again. But um I tried like, oh, have a great day sending you love to the asshole that just said something really rude and hurtful. But you know, if I don't feel like I'm in that like good place mentally, I'll just block you. That's fun. Part of me has been doing this new thing where if they talk shit to me on like my page, then I talk shit to them on their page. But oh, that's good. You know, I'm afraid. Tit like, for tat. That'll I, get you I, far. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't care. I got time. So I'm like, fuck it. Let's go. I'm just sitting there doing nothing. You know, I just want to enjoy it. Like, yeah, let's fucking go. Therapy 101. That ain't going to get you anywhere, my friend. <laughs> no, but it's just, it just makes me feel better. I'm like, all right. Along, who's got that's the That's good. And then I just oh, tell okay. them, you, know, you know, usually I just, you know. I Wait, what do they say? Like, do they do they respond to your going uh, down to that level as well? Well, I make sure they're real people, especially like on TikTok because there's a lot of bots. And then I check out their page. Hey, what are bots? Like, they're just like some people like in Saudi Arabia. They're not real accounts. Like, they're just like. Right. I don't know what they are. Like, I, they're no photo. There's no. Like, oh, okay, I got it. I got it. Yeah. Just robots, like robot accounts. Robots. So I won't go to that, but if people have like other photos about them, I'll just kind of just fuck with them, you know, just shit on their content. Like, oh, yeah. there you go. How does it feel? Let me see a real picture of your face. Is that what you said? Like that? Yeah. So it looks like your life is going great right now. Look at you. <laughs> yeah. You're eating Milky Way. What time is it over there? Like, are you <laughs> sleeping, loser? Yeah. <laughs> Sure. You you know obviously you've been in the game for a while and you're in the Hollywood Hills. You're you, you know I know after the you know usually when you do Dance with Stars you you do the live show. Usually you guys go out and have like a little after party after. Not with COVID. Well, not with COVID. Um, but since you've been in the Hollywood game, who's what was the coolest Hollywood like party Burke in the game? Are you trying to like plug my podcast? <laughs> Burke in the game. Burke in the game. Uh, you mean, like, am I trying to plug my podcast? Anyway, sorry. <laughs> what was the coolest Hollywood party you went to? Oh my God. I went to Prince's Oscar party. No, are you serious? Rest in peace, Prince. Dude, let me tell you, 
may have snuck in there. I think this was like right when, um, oh my God, this is like, this goes down in history books. I wish I could remember the whole thing. Mind you, I was not sober. Um, but like, I just remember like, this is when it was the height of Dancing with the Stars, right? So we had like Super Bowl ratings and I was like, we, we pull up in a freaking Escalade. I'm not driving, but my friend is. And I was like, okay, so if they don't let us in, you're going to just say like, don't you know who she is? Like, hello. You know, it worked. <laughs> and we were there. He was performing live in his home. I, his crotch was in my face, not on purpose. Don't yeah, get yeah. any weird. Yeah. People need to stop writing stuff. Um, but like, it was the most, and then I had to do Good Morning America with Derek. And Derek, it was Derek Huff's first season. I remember it. And he came along for the ride. And I was like, oh my God, I'm counting down the minutes. We're like, oh my God, oh my God, our call time's in like 10 minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> and it's like, this was an Oscar night. And then we had to dance a jive out of all the dances on GMA Live that morning. And we just went through, we just went from there to there. That Good times. amazing. That's I've been around that, that long. That is a good like that. That's the all time party. There's I mean, definitely we've heard more a lot details of, stories, of the, that's of a the good party, one. but this is not supposed to air. <laughs> <laughs> was the when first of all, how was Prince's house? Oh, massive, huge. Everyone was walking in with their Oscar. Like it was like right after it was like the main Oscar party. Wow. And this was yeah. the house that it like literally had his like emblem like projected oh on the God. side of the big yes. white wall right yes yes it was insanity in ballet i believe who who had won an oscar do you remember anyone that, yes like, it was when freaking penelope cruz and javier bardem that's when they first like got together they were just dating i think charlie Theron won for um monster. money monster yep um i think i cut in front of the bathroom line too and they didn't even know but i really had to go <laughs> When, did, when Prince performed, did he have the lights on the room or was it completely dark? Just it was dark. Dark and like dark purple. Purple rain. Yeah. That's what uh, I was he had actual purple rain. Come, no, I wish. Uh, but we actually had to cut out early because we are call time. Damn it, Diane. And Diane Sawyer was interviewing us at the time. That was crazy. Did you tell, did you tell her like, you're lucky we're oh, here? She smelled it. <laughs> <laughs> May have said something to my publicist. <laughs> what does what a Prince party smell like then? Oh, you mean like, no, she smelled the booze in my breath. <laughs> <laughs> like that was, I couldn't chew enough gum to, I that back in the day. This was a long time That's ago. So awesome. Jesus. When you, but it was like, when you it was yesterday. To, when you go to a party like that, do they let you just kind of roam through the house? Like, do you get to go see his other well, rooms? Well, once you've made it past 75 security cards, yeah, you're like, they assume that you're on the list, right? And that you didn't get in because of your short bob haircut with a mirror ball trophy, you know, next to you saying, don't you know who I am? <laughs> Maybe. That's so awesome. Was there a person that you've met in your, your time in the spotlight that actually you were starstruck by? Hmm. I know who I would be starstruck by, Brene Brown. I'm a huge fan of hers. She's freaking okay. amazing. And I would also want her to be my partner next season since, you know, now that we can do girl on girl, might as well. Yeah. But there's there's never, like, even at that party that night, there wasn't someone that you ran into. You were like, holy shit, like, this I'm is trying, my life I mean, right like, now. Prince. I think Prince. I, oh, 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 I know. So we did a tribute to the Jacksons a long time ago 
and this is when Michael, I believe, passed away. And we did like all of his like this is back when we could dance to his music, right? Um, so different now. But his whole family came, and his mom goes, "You look so much bigger on TV." <laughs> <laughs> Straight up, she goes, "My son loved you," and that Aww. was even though I never met him. That was, I just that's amazing. That makes me like want to cry. That's huge. And did uh, and why can't you dance to Michael music? Like it licensing, it's so expensive. We used to dance the Prince music as well. Like, yeah, it's just so you, you can't, you can't anymore. Wow. Things have changed a lot. <laughs> so how? So then, when do you get to pick your songs? I don't know how that works. Are you actually physically picking your songs, or they're assigning you? Songs? I mean, we we give recommendations, right? Mm. But like at the end of the day, you know, they email us the music, and that's our song. But um, they ask the celebrities a lot too, like to fill out this, like what, what type of music and genre. And I'm like, great. Thanks. AJ McLean. You just fucked us. Like, <laughs> you picked this like weird, like, like weird robotic sound for like the Foxtrot. I'm like, who the hell? Absolutely not. Cause guess what? I have to choreograph to that. And it's giving me zero inspo, zero, <laughs> zero whatsoever. So you're going to have to change your mistake. Oh, that's so funny. It's, the worst. Well, it's like, maybe you should ask the pros or maybe you should ask like the couple. Right. Like, I don't want to dance like, oh, goodness. It's just so crazy shit sometimes, but it's fun. That's so funny. Tell me, tell us more about Burke in the Game. I know we've mentioned it a couple of times, but like, what is the most exciting part? Because, again, everyone has a podcast these days. What makes you, what is going to make your podcast different from everyone else's that, you know, that is exciting about it? Well, this is an experiment, right? So it's going to be an experiment of. I guess what I'm going through at this moment, it really is um, an interesting time, but also a fun time because I get to continue to evolve, but do so in the comfort of, I guess comfort, I'm scared shitless, but to have the audience uh, be interactive. And I think that Dancing with the Stars is, you think that you're close to your fans there, right? But with podcasting, I'm sure you guys can also um, agree that, the connection like with the actual audience for podcasting is completely different. And I think it's more intimate. And I think that it really, I feel I've been so heavily edited, but like for Burke in the game, it's so not like the first episode is my therapist. And I signed a waiver that basically allows her to divulge it all for the last eight, nine years we've been working together. And, um, you know, we're going to have a sex therapist on, I need to figure out if I'm going to freeze my eggs. So we're gonna have a specialist about that. Um, you know, there's all of these like different steps I need to take in order for me to get, be ready to date again. And eventually the audience will choose, um, they'll choose something every week for me like to do right. Or homework or does Cheryl go on a silent retreat or does Cheryl just, you know, stays home as she always wants to stay home is most likely it's going to be a silent retreat and I have to do it and I have to actually do it and try not to throw a temper tantrum at the same time. But eventually the audience will pick the dates that I go on as well. Wow. Can can we can we put a can we throw in a, an a ayahuasca trip for you? Sober. <laughs> but I think that's different. It's not I can't. the same. That's so triggering. It is the same. I for some reason I don't know if I'll ever do that because it's it's triggering. It's too close. Okay. Then we'll take yeah. a, that back out. Bad suggestion, yeah, Dex. Sorry. Fine. I thought it I thought little, it was like how about a little natural. date rape. Date rape. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was natural, so it's not a bad thing, but I guess I'll Oh uh, right. Natural, yeah, natural, whatever. whatever. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Yeah, fine. So, Isn't everything natural nowadays? 
I guess I, I, no, yeah, definitely maybe. not. Definitely not. No. Definitely so, not. um, talking about having your your you know uh, a counselor or someone that's a I'm sorry, what did you say again? You didn't say counselor. A therapist. Therapist. Having a therapist kind of air your issues in a public forum that makes me nervous and Clearly, not, you didn't uh, know the therapist versus the i know counselor. i'm like counselor what the hell it doesn't sound right uh a therapist h- how do you how do you talk about that and feel okay like that's scary to me yes um and but this is part of the experiment like i actually i think in order for me to first of all the whole point of doing this is just for anyone who can relate to a divorce or anyone that can relate to being in her late thirties and having to make these decisions, you know, I don't think it's publicized enough for women as far as, you know, women issues go. And I think that there's been this whole, um, there's just been this whole view on like, is she too old to have kids or is, you know, there's always this stigma behind any type of mental health and wellness. Um, I think when it comes to those deep, personal conversations when it comes to just the women's anatomy and also like having issues as far as like maybe divorce goes, like it may not look good and like having all these labels. And I think it's important to have these uncomfortable conversations. And so I had to start with my therapist because she could say from being a certified therapist, like, what is it? Why am I a bad picker? Let's say, or what do I need to do to Um, am I ready to date, you know, and she'll tell you straight up what that is. Um, and Sam Rubin is also involved from KTLA and he's Mm -hmm. like the podcast dad, right. Who just, um, has his life is like perfect. It's (laughs) like, how boring is that? (laughs) I do. He's like, the only thing I've ever failed ever. I said, ever. The only time you ever failed, he said it was his first divorce. Um, and I'm like, ever? Wait, you've never failed other than that? Like, I think I failed uh, every day I fail at something. Yeah. But like, I also, as a competitor, I'm, I'm going to fail more than I'm going to succeed. But that's okay, right? And um, it's crazy. It, the mentality is very different. But I think that it's a good mix because I think most people may be like Sam. Are you nervous to give your fans that much power or say so in what you do, though? Them picking no. dates, them picking what you should be doing? Clearly, I can't pick for myself, so. (laughs) So might as well let someone else. Might as well try. Absolutely. Well, Cheryl, thank you so much for joining us. It's been fun. I mean, I feel like I've obviously, I feel like reported on you for a million years. And I'm I'm sure Adam. What is it? Oh, all nice things, Cheryl. All nice things. Have no fear. I was a big (laughs) Dancing with the Stars fan. Um, And so it's fun to actually get to talk to you in person. Thank you. Um, obviously for people go check out her new podcast. It's at, what's the release date. I'm going to see if we're actually, yeah, what's we, the we have the teaser right now is on, but then March 10th is that first episode with my therapist. Um, you mean May so, 10th? I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> March of 2023. Like what the fuck? <laughs> um, yes, March. I mean, May, May 10th. Okay. So week. then I'm going to say, I'm going to say, when go listen to it because this will come out right after that. So oh, I'm going to, okay. So let me rephrase that. Thank you so much, Cheryl, for joining us. Obviously, I feel like I've been reporting on you forever. And so it's really fun to actually get to talk to you and make sure you guys go check out her podcast, Burke in the Game. It is now available anywhere you download your podcasts. Um, listen, we wish you a lot of luck, a lot of success. I'm Thank you. 
you know, uh, cheering you on in your sobriety. I think that is such a, a huge, huge deal. And uh, for someone who, for people that don't understand what an accomplishment is, I mean, it, it's really a really awesome, awesome thing. So keep thank it up. you so much. Thank you guys. Cheryl Burke, ladies and gentlemen. Um, she's, uh, if you like Dancing with the Stars, she's a legend. She's an OG. You know, she's been <laughs> on the show for a long time. She's been on a really long time and literally been reporting on her for 12 years, 15 years. I mean, that show was such a big deal. Like she said, when she said like Super Bowl type ratings, Dancing with the Stars was the number one show on television for the longest time. That and American Idol, like there was nothing bigger. It's it's wild. Did it get weird after the erection question? <laughs> I loved it. That was so funny. I didn't see it coming. And those are the funniest ones when you ask some like random ass question that I didn't expect. That was pretty funny. I was actually curious though. That's the crazy part. I was like, no, I'm actually sort of serious. Yeah, but, but don't you remember? Like. Don't you remember there was like a famous video of Derek Huff getting a boner on on camera? It was like a, it was it was either him or it was uh Mark Ballas. But one of the two of them got a boner. Like, Google it. It's yeah. literally, I, and I, maybe it was Mark Ballas, and the whole we covered it on TMZ at the time. It was really funny. That's funny. I mean, that's embarrassing, but I get it. Your dance, the, the fabric's very thin. Uh, <laughs> you know, she's wearing a dress. I get it. a lot uh, of rubbing, a lot, lot of rubbing. rubbing. Put a lot of work into that show. Like that's a tough show to do. And yeah. there's also, you know, the competitiveness because you know you're, you are playing for money. You know, the the longer you go, the more money you make. And essentially, someone like Cheryl Burke, like especially if they're in one season a year, the longer you go, the more money you're making for that year. So it's, uh, it's important. It's, yeah. uh, there's a lot on the line there. Yeah. So when she said like, it doesn't matter about the, the person I'm like, no, it does because getting Wayne Newton versus getting, you know, an, yeah, there's a big difference there. You, you feel that you actually have a chance in walking home with the big ass payday. So, but I know that there's some things that she obviously can't say because she, she doesn't want to look bad, you know? I get it. Well, listen, thank you guys for listening. Leave a review. We'll appreciate it. We'll call you out. We'll shout you out on air. Uh, make sure you follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter. We're on it all. We got this private Facebook group where you can ask us questions and we'll, stuff that we can't really say on the air, but we could kind of let you know some of the inside dirt uh, of like what's going on, what we know, because we got a lot of it. It's crazy. You know, it's so funny, dude. Like, we're. I work with a lot of news outlets and I break a lot okay. of stories and it's, you know, some of the stuff that you see from like the biggest news outlets in the world, not all the time are they broken by the outlet. They're just sort of like the middleman. It usually comes yeah. from a random person sometimes from us because that's what we do. So we do have a lot of insight, but again, follow us on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, run it all. Find Dax Holt, find me, Adam Glenn, all on social media. We'll and take a time time. and go leave us a review. It's so helpful. We can't say yes. how helpful it is. Just please leave this five seconds to say, love your podcast, five stars, submit on iTunes. It means so much to us. Yes. So. Yes. All right, guys, we will see you next time. A Huda Media Production.